Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. This episode is sponsored by a fantastic shoe brand for empowering women, Rockamore Shoes. And today, I'm in New York City and I have the pleasure to speak with Mindy Kaplan, which is the founder of Mailroom Podcast. This is a series that grills single hot guys for advice. And I think this is so fun. But more funny is that you are also a tech founder and CEO of a rated VR, which is a VR AR agency that now has been acquired by MediaMint. So you built this up and then you got an exit by MediaMint and you're also now working there as the VP of innovation. So we actually built a startup, exited it, and started this mailroom podcast, <laughs> which is kind of your passion on the side. So there's, you've also been working in Microsoft in yes. Chicago as well before mm-hmm. all this. Yes. Um, and today I want to talk about, you know, your story, of course, what made you the person you are today, where this idea of mailroom came from, uh, how it is it to interview hot guys <laughs> for you, and what's the best advice you've gotten and the best advice you can give to others. So... Welcome to Business Talk, Mindy. Thank you. You nailed that bio. Hey. <laughs> Enough. I've told a little bit briefly about you, but but let's get it in your words. Like, tell us about your your upbringing. Where are you from, and what made you the person you are today? Oh, I love that question. So I'm from um, the suburbs of Detroit in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to Chicago to kind of test a big city. And then over time, I uh, met a lot of people that kept telling me to move to New York. So, um, I finally made that move about seven years ago. And, uh, along the way, especially in my hometown growing up, I was very inspired by a lot of entrepreneurs around me. So a few different members of my family are, um, founders as well. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen the highs and lows of that. So the way I'm wired, some days I'm like, no chance. I don't ever want to start my own thing. Mm-hmm. I long for stability and security. And then other days um, I've been called to go start my own thing and I can't fight it. And so that's been my track has been a, a mix of like a corporate background and then finally going out on my own in a few different ways. Yeah, exactly. So you started in Microsoft and that was kind of, you you had a regular job. Mm -hmm. And then what happened when you started your own company? How did you get the idea? And tell Mm -hmm. us about the company you built. Yeah. So I actually um, decided that I was going to take a three-month sabbatical Yeah, and just travel for those few months and places I've been wanting to go. So I went to Cape Town and I went to Australia and New Zealand and just cleared my head a little bit. Um, And during that time, I started thinking about do I go back to what I know or should I like get some balls and go and do something and never wonder? Get some boobs. Yeah, get some boobs. And uh, I decided I would go with option B for boobs because I thought that, (laughs) you know, it was never an issue of failure. That wasn't a question. Um, Of course, it was an option, but that didn't like hinder me from going out on my own. For me, it was like the what if. So sometimes I'll think ahead, like, oh, okay, what if I launch this thing and then it goes here and then I meet these people and then it grows? So what if? And also on the other side of that, what if I don't? And so the comfort of what if I don't 
was scarier than the what if and the potential of what could happen if I actually just pulled the trigger. Yeah, so, and what happened yeah. when you pulled the trigger? So I actually started going to as many conferences as I could. I learned the space. I don't have a VR, AR background, but I have a selling different forms of tech background. Yeah. So I got to learn who the best creators were. I um, connected with friends at Google and back at Microsoft that were building things and got to understand where the space was going. And then I interpreted it as my own um, idea of, okay, well, I think in talking to all these key people in this industry, there's so much confusion. Mm -hmm. And so my my clients would ultimately be brands, Fortune 500 brands that I've worked with in yeah. the past. And in asking them at the highest level, at the C-suite when I could, would be if an agency existed that could train, um, that could educate you on content, and that could create content for you in those spaces, would that be a value? Within VR. Within VR. Yeah. And this is like seven years ago when it was really hot. Like VR back then was the equivalent of AI now. Exactly, because you started in 2016. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good detective work. Um, so yeah, it was an exciting space, but it was unproven and still is unproven, like a lot of these. But AI obviously has more traction now than VR did at that time. But it was really exciting and I could get any meeting with any brand. Mm. Um, and so I just jumped in and my rule of thumb was like, I was just going to do this for a year. Okay. And that was giving yourself a one year rule in anything has been really valuable for me because it's feels less of a commitment. Like, am I going to move somewhere? Am I a New York person or am I a founder or am I a corporate person? Yeah. But if you take a chance for a year and you can sustain that for a year, then let everything prove them itself to you. Meaning, exactly. um, If you feel like you belong where you moved, great. And if not, you tried. Same with this company. I thought, I'll have one year of runway to prove this out. And we ended up doing it for two and a half years, and it was a roller coaster. But that time gave me a good gauge of proving out if I should continue it. Yeah, and yeah. you continued? Yeah. And you yes. went all the way to exit. <laughs> how was yes. this for you? Like, How did you manage to exit a company like how how was this like going from zero to hundred and mm -hmm. then you worked for worked with it for a lot of years and then yes. you got it acquired yeah so how was this process um it was interesting I actually fatefully went out to San Francisco on a project so yeah. I was there for many months and so I started meeting with all different companies and um at one point I thought I would take on funding but then um our client base was growing so it was I already had enough pressure on my own, let alone to take on mm. anyone else. Mm. So, um, I mean, so much, I know everyone talks about networking. Ultimately, to me, networking is just meeting people, yeah. collecting the right ones and staying in touch and helping them and they help you. And like a, any relationship yeah. should be. True. And so in being out there, I was introduced, I was reconnected, I met people, I followed up. And one of the um, people who I had met with before, mm. they had VR and AR on their roadmap and they wanted to acquire um, companies that were in that space because this it, they had clients that were curious about it and um, it was everywhere at the time. So it made sense to combine forces. Mm. And it was, I was about to say it was the right place, right time, but it was definitely more than that, yeah, obviously. Exactly. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but it, it, 
was really fateful of just these connections coming back in mm. and maintaining those conversations along the way. Mm. And then the timing was right. Mm. And so it happened after about two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. I have something to add there because I think this is, you people say something, oh, you're so lucky or, oh, this was the perfect time or this was just luck or something that yeah. just happened. Yeah. You say this to people, right? But I think it's a combination of you having this skill of, yeah, following up, being able to see where you can go and be at the right places at the right time. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not a coincidence. Right. It's right. about you as a person because you have this skill of grit. You're sticking you. to it and you're doing it, right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And you told me before starting this podcast that, like, I always ask, like, what's one thing about you that you have that, that makes you the person you are today? Mm -hmm. And that's grit. Yeah. So tell me, how have you developed this this personality of just, you know, sticking through it yes. and, and going for it? Okay, so before we go further with the conversation, I'm going to talk a bit about my sponsor. I am a proud ambassador and also user of their products. This is Rockamore Shoes. I really, really love their shoes. They are the most comfortable high-heeled shoes you can probably ever find. So they have stores both in Oslo, in Prinsensgate 12, and also in Copenhagen and several other several other places in, in Denmark. But the good thing about Rockamore and also why I wanted to have them as my sponsor of this podcast and promote them uh, to you guys is because they have a strong vision. They really believe that women should be able to stand strong in themselves. And they also preach that people that are maybe weird or different than people that deserves to have their voice heard should also be promoted. So I really think that vision is so strong. And also if you are thinking about building your own business, I think it's important to think about what is your identity? What do you really want to stand for and talk about? So you should definitely check out their website, their shoes and their Instagram, Rockamore Shoes, to figure out more about who they're supporting and what they're standing for. I think they are great. I think it's just being scrappy and anyone can do that, really. It's just putting things together. Like I, in launching my company, I was like, how am I going to do this? I really have a very minimal budget. So I thought at the time, um, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you know what the fat Jew is, but he was like one of the first to have millions of followers on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, I need him and I want to do an interview of him in a crazy place and we'll shoot it in VR. Yeah. Wow. So how do I get that done? Right. So I asked around, started with him. Like, how do I get a hold of him? Ask friends who knows who asked favors. They got me to him. That was like step one. Mm -hmm. Got to him. Then, um, I went back to someone who, um, I interviewed with 10 years ago and it was for like a senior director of digital. I had no digital background, but I went to the interview anyway. And the guy was great. He was like, I definitely cannot hire you. You have no experience, but let's stay in touch. So 10 years later, I go on LinkedIn. I'm like, Hey, I see you're at entrepreneur media. We have the fat Jew. Can, will you, um, if I do a piece on this, will you put it on your homepage? Yeah. He's a non-traditional entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, they agreed to do it. Then I went to the best production company for VR, yeah. um, which usually this kind of campaign is 100K plus and said, I have 
a huge social media person and I have distribution for this content. Will you shoot it for free? And they agreed. So I just took these pieces, hustled them, you know, and, and then put them together and our launch went really well and it was just scrappy. So it's like, I think grit comes from, you know, the idea, but then the execution, because like everyone says, you know, anyone can have the idea, but actually like following through with it, executing on it, um, and anyone can do that. So I think I, I choose that. It's a choice to be scrappy. And and I think hopefully it motivates people. Like you don't have to have a background in this or something else. If you jump in yeah. and you're real about it and you yeah. do it in your own way, yeah. um, you know, and the one-year rule, I think that's yeah. always beneficial too. I so resonate with this. Like I can really recognize myself in the things you're saying because there's no there's no like linear path to getting that first deal or mm-hmm. that first client, right? You just used what you had, you used your network, you asked the people, do you know, do you know, do you know? You just continue and continue. You have this goal in your mind. And that's the thing, like being able to follow up and do it and execute. Yes. Like I can just take this example with having you on the show. Mm-hmm. I really wanted you on the show because you're interesting, right? And then Amy a girl, a woman that I interviewed first, she told me about you. Yeah, you should definitely reach out. And then I'm like, you're saying, yeah, I want to reach out. Then you have some people will go home and not reach out and maybe like forget about it. Mm -hmm. But I actually go on, write that message, get you on the show, schedule a time, doing it and doing it in my own way, Mm -hmm. inviting you over here, doing this, you know. This is just a scrappy way of doing a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you also started a podcast. Yes. Can we talk about this? I did, sure. Mailroom. Yes. So just Mail- <laughs> give us a little. So after you exited the VR company, yes, you now run this on the side of mm-hmm. your still job mm-hmm. in the company. Tell me about Mailroom. How did this idea come up? Okay, so I've had this idea for years and I kept not doing it. And you kept I, not doing it. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because I also, you know, I think this is a great lesson in kind of having this double life and using different parts of your personality. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, this is, oh my God, can I just also jump in? Sorry, I don't of want course, to talk no. too much. I Please was wondering you. But this yeah. is the same that I yeah. felt when I was in, in real estate. I worked in real estate. That was yeah. like a square Henrietta, like you are supposed yes. to fit into these boundaries. And then at night I was like a podcast host and I could like share my bubbly personality and yes. be myself. Like, you know, I felt like I was two different people. A hundred percent. And and you are. Like, that's kind of the beauty of this is like, you can use different parts of your personality. But I think a lot of times we've been conditioned to Mm. brand yourself internally. Like, oh, I'm the corporate person. I can't be to this or that. Exactly. And what I find is doing both. The most fascinating people who I would never think would be interested in a dating podcast about men. You know, I go to these conferences and I talk shop and then I mention... Um, you know, oh, I also do this. And people are like, what, where do I find that? And what do I, and so I find that actually sometimes the more creative side, I'm getting more traction on my tech side exactly. that then leads to maybe other clients because they really get to know you and relate to you outside of just that one-sided version. Exactly. And people yeah. remember you so well, like, oh yeah, that's the mailroom yeah. podcast yeah. woman. You yeah, know? exactly. The, the girl that interview, interview hot guys. Yes. And it's very <laughs> different from my day job. So I do, I can, I, I think the beauty is I can separate them too, yeah. because I'm one way on a call for my day job and then very different for the alter ego. Exactly. Um, Hi. Oh yeah. So tell me the the alter ego. Like how how did this 
the, like how you so you had two roles mm -hmm. and then you started this Mirror Room podcast. Yes. When did you start this? I started it about two and a half years two ago. Two and a half years ago. Yes. So you're two and a half years in with interviewing. So what's the concept? You're interviewing hot guys and yes. ask them for advice for okay. other women? So or, yeah. yeah, basically I realized that um, most of the content out there for yeah. women yeah. in dating and relationships is, is very self-help. And I wanted this to be the opposite of that. I wanted to turn the tables and ask these men, like, what are you thinking? <laughs> so the premise is I sit down with three very different types of guys in each episode. And I get them to translate text for girls. We do a segment called Just the Tip where I get them to give their tips and perspectives. And so the beauty is I'm turning the tables and it's relatable to me because I'm out there dating and I'm always like, wait, what? You just said this and then you did that. Like, what does it mean? And so my essence is I'm like a non-dating expert. Mm -hmm. So I'm the opposite of giving dating tips. Yeah. I'm just like curious. always puzzled and curious. And I think that's the difference is these guys open up and then I call out like, what do you mean? This doesn't make sense. You just said you don't want to hook up with a girl on the first date, but then you said you always try like, come on, you know, so I want to be the voice of other girls of any age that are in this space. Mm. And a lot of times it's not about them. Like you not might not be someone's type or they may not be yours, but ultimately someone might be not ready for what you're ready for, but think that they are, but the actions don't align with the words. And so I'm there to like crack the case and it's, it's highly comical at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. And this is so funny. And like how you just, you just, find hot guys and you just dive into them like in their dating life what they do like what they say what they mean what they want you know like uh, what is the first thing you notice by a girl yeah. or what is like a red flag or whatever mm -hmm. so what is the what is the kind of the accumulated over these two and a half years what is the best and the worst advice you've gotten like what has surprised you the most from guys what surprised me the most is You know, guys always say guys are very simple. Yeah. And it's true. I think the biggest lesson for me, even hosting it, I mean, half the time I'm laughing at this, but when I'm hosting it, I'm learning and I, it's, it's really more simple than we make it. So for example, um, a guy, he will see you if he wants to see you. That is the bottom line. And that is like, that's the lowest benchmark of dating. So to me, I think we spend a lot of time in the age old, like analyzing, what does this mean? What is it? Oh, he can't make it, but, um, he didn't say why. And he like, if he can't make it and he doesn't show you, um, that he still wants to meet up, then move on. And guys are very quick to tell you that like guys knowing other guys versus women who want to make each other feel better. So you'd give supportive advice like, mm. Oh, you know, maybe try him again if you don't hear from him. Mm. And truly like, guys are hunters. And I think in my opinion, from what I've learned the most is that if you just let a guy show you, if he's interested, he'll show you. And the chasing becomes much less interesting because a guy will text twice. If he really wants to see you, if he can't make it, he'll send you another date option, a different day. And if he doesn't, then like saving your energy for someone that will is like, something I've learned yeah yeah I I kind of really see this because guys are yeah if they really want to they will yeah. and if not they won't 
and, and, and just, just stick with it and move on. Right. I think like the single life in New York is also crazy. <laughs> I've heard so much about it. So tell me, how yeah. is it to be out there and date guys It depends here? on the day or night, I should say. Um, it's Sometimes it's fun, exciting, and it's it's something that you can get. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think the best way to give you the censored version. Yeah. Um, censored sometimes version. it's fun and exciting. Yeah. Other times, I think even like male or female, it's yeah. very hard to focus here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the paradox of choice. Like if you see a huge menu yeah. and you're like, oh, should I get this or that? But I like this, but then I don't like that yeah. versus being able to focus on like one person at a time and getting to know them and see if there's something there. Mm. I think here it's like, oh my God, the brunette, but also the blonde, but the short, but the tall, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. um, yeah, do they really yeah. much care about the looks of a woman? Uh, I think it's universal. That the priority with number one looks. I would say, uh, yeah, attraction, attraction. I, I think uh, otherwise to me, at least you're just friends, right? Mm. Like mm. I think, um, yeah. What do guys think about like, being friends with girls? Well, I think there's, it's hard to come by, but I do think there's platonic friendships and I do hear about this and that just has What to mean. What does that mean, platonic? Um, platonic means that you're just friends. Mm. No chemistry, no history of, of hooking up or anything like okay, that. Okay, yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of like an age old thing. Like, can men and women be friends? I have a lot of good guy friends and, um, and, I'm not attracted to them because I know them too well mm. or vice versa. Like they're not my type. I'm not their type. And we could just be friends. But usually at some point people assume that there's some sort of like tension or just human nature. Like you hang out with someone enough. But, um, but yeah, I think to your question about attraction and looks, I think um, in New York, everyone's just wired to want like the bigger, better next best thing. It's just mm. kind of, you're conditioned that way with, yeah, work and lifestyle. And so I, I think it's possible, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes it's when you have so many options, mm -hmm. um, it's tricky for people to, it's like supply and demand. And one of the questions I always ask is like, how do you demand what you want when the supply is low? Exactly. Um, and I think yeah. like with dating apps and stuff, it's always like this, like you, you go on and you find all these people And you say, okay, you match with maybe 10 people. And then you think, okay, maybe two people ask you for a date. And then you're like, okay. And then you have these two guys. And then you think you go on a date, but you always think like, oh, but there's always another one. Yes. There's yes. always an option. Yeah. So people don't like settle for, for the things that they're having right now because mm -hmm. they think, oh, there might be something better, better, better coming up. So that's why people here stay single so long because yeah. they're like, oh, I just want something better, 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 mm -hmm. better. And then people tend to be lonely and then they just buy themselves a dog. <laughs> I feel like that's so typical yeah. New York. Yeah. But, and I also heard, and uh, actually last night I went out with two girlfriends of mine and they were telling me this theory that guys is dating as a pyramid game. Mm. So it's like that they have like high value men that they have a pyramid yes. where they start at the bottom with like a lot of women. Mm -hmm. They go on a lot of dates mm -hmm. with a lot of different women and then they will move up next level and they will have fewer women and then they will like, like a pyramid, it goes up yeah. and then the second level okay. where you have less and then suddenly you will reach <laughs> to the top and be the one and then you will end up as the girlfriend. 
Have you heard it's this like before? an audition process, like exactly. a train? You're going through all the levels. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pipeline of prospects. Yeah, where it's like it's you. Lead, that's yeah, that's what they said. Yes. They said it was lead generation. Yes, but guys dating with lead generation. This What's your thoughts hilarious. about this? And I think sometimes too, like dating all the different types to see what you really like. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you think you want a certain type of person and then you hang out with them and that brings out like a weird side of you or maybe not like, the, mm-hmm. or you date someone else that's more interesting mm-hmm. that together you're a really good match. So I think sometimes people look at like qualities and they have the list of like, I want these few things. And you go out with the, someone that has some of those things. Mm-hmm. And then randomly you realize, actually, I'm better suited for someone who's more extroverted or introverted and it's kind of like you just have to play the field a little bit and see. yeah you yeah have to see um what's your like have you heard anything like from guys like what's red flags what's the best tips what should you do on a first date okay so this comes up a lot is um first date sort of like rules and i'm i feel like just being in the moment and not having these rules. Like if you're on a first date, a lot of guys will say, okay, spend some time, but then go home alone and plan a next date and not like go home with someone. Okay. But then other people think, well, if it's going well, just like test the chemistry and see. And so where we landed with the majority of guys is they tend to say the ones that they don't hook up with the most on a first date they tend to date. But then there's others that will say, oh, it's not like that. It's not a deal breaker either way. So it's one of those things. I I think it's like choose your own adventure. But it seems that the majority of guys say that that's probably a better way to like get to know someone um, is to wait. But um, besides that, I think also it depends on what everyone's looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking for something serious and you want to like maintain something Mm. versus just having fun so it really depends on where the people are exactly let's talk about like you as a host and Mm -hmm. as a business owner of this like you're you're owning your own brand right Mm -hmm. made room so how is it for you to be a good host in this space like we we can talk about this like how do you feel i think it's very relatable to me. I'm, I'm living it now. So I'm learning in real time and I'm, I'm taking something that, um, can be tricky. You know, if someone wants to have a relationship and they're ready to settle down and they're not finding someone, that's like the one thing as like a founder, like most people cannot hack being single, right? Like you can work harder, you can sell a company, you can get a raise, you can do these things. But if you're dating for sport, that's one thing. But if you really want to settle down with someone, you can hire a matchmaker. There's all these things, but that's like the one thing that's out of people's control. Mm. So myself included, um, it's the one department I just cannot hack. And so hosting it is like I'm taking something that could be frustrating and a high-low at times, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. I'm living it, and I'm actually finding the comedy in it which is therapeutic for me. Mm. So I, you know, everything's unscripted on the show. And so when these guys say one thing and then it doesn't add up and then I'm just in there like, wait, you just said I'm, I'm authentically in this world at the moment. So it's really fun for me because I'm again, taking something that might be a negative and I'm, you know, making fun of it. And I'm also, um, I'm asking questions that I hope are relatable to other girls that feel this way. And like I said, any stage, cause I, I find that 
um, we do some live episodes too. And then I've auctioned the guys off for dates and all these women come up after and they're like, thank you so much for doing this. Even like you auction them off for an audience or no? Um, yes. So I auction them off to an audience. Um, we do some live episodes at different, we've done like different Soho houses. Um, so we'll have an audience there. We'll auction them off. Um, Uh and a lot of women will say like watching this has shown me sometimes I go for that guy, whether that's like the hottest guy or I go for the, um, spiritual guy or the really nice guy when in actuality I should go for that type of guy, you know? So I think they're like learning, but they're entertained and ultimately they feel good about themselves because they realize like it's not always about them. Uh So... Um, and then, yeah, to that question. So I auctioned the guys off for um, breast cancer awareness. Mm. And um, I actually did overshare, but I, I had um, early stage breast cancer a couple years ago. Mm. And that it, it sounds odd because mailroom is like light and funny, but I had the idea for a while. And then once I recovered, I thought like I am 100% doing this thing. It's like once I get better, I'm going to do it. And so... Um, you know, it has like more meaning for that reason, but, um, I also try to give back where I can. And so doing something like this, that's light and funny, but then, um, you know, giving the proceeds to breast cancers. It has a deeper thing to it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. This is like makes also sense because you had a moment in your life where you realized that you cannot just wait. You just have to do You just have to do that thing that you're dreaming of. Mm -hmm. And this is why I run this podcast, because I want more women in this world like you that takes action on their dreams and their goals. Thank you. And taking ownership in the Mm -hmm. world, you know, because we can do so much more. We can run a company, Mm -hmm. sell it and run our passion and be creative Mm -hmm. and, and, and have fun along the way. So... Yeah, tell me like what's your what's your if you would like scrap down what's your what's your biggest passion like besides helping women with or breast cancer yeah, and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um it's funny. I have a few now. It's yeah. like I think when you're growing up and you think like what's my one thing I want to do and then over time based on your experiences that can change. And mm-hmm. so I'm I sort of have this like um I guess it's a bit of like a trifecta of three different things. So I have the passion of like the being a founder and I, I love like building things and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. the passion of um, the show because I feel like I really want to motivate people to get through a tough time and doing that through comedy is a big part of my personality mm. and then the third thing is just yeah overcoming breast cancer um, I also approached it in my own way which was very open obviously um, slightly oversharing but also um, approaching it in a way that's similar to how I've done other things. Like I created a breast advisory committee and we did like a going away party for the girls. And, um, I started something called mamosas.com, which Mm -hmm. is like, get a drink with your friend and go get a mammogram together because a lot of women just weren't going because they were scared. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought, you know, how do I approach these things that are serious? And there's very serious moments in all of these, but the pressure to be serious all the time, Um, can make these things heavier. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's that's kind of it. Is like I think the the challenge is I have these three things, which time wise it's it's tricky to focus. But mm-hmm. I think they're all 
different sides of my personality. A hundred percent. Like, mm -hmm. and that makes you whole, like, mm -hmm. as, a, as a person. Um, how do you... Um, how do you kind of make money now you work <laughs> yes. yeah yeah like the do you make really money on this mail room do you have sponsorships or yes. whatever yeah. yes um so we have sponsorships our first sponsor which was awesome was um lover boy yeah. which is through um the bravo show summer house so maybe like a lot of my listeners are norwegians and scandinavians okay yes could you tell me also that what is what is that sure so lover boy is like a spiked like a hard seltzer yeah oh yeah yeah and ah. so there's a show um that we We have here called Summer House, yeah. which is on Bravo, yeah. and one of the main um, uh, characters, do I say? One of the main people on the show, yeah. um, his name's Carl Radke, and okay. he's like a friend of a friend. So he was so nice. He was on our first episode, which was so huge for us wow, because yeah. he shared it. And um, so initially they had um, a product that was launching a few years ago, mm. which is still available, which is called Loverboy. Mm -hmm. And so Loverboy... Um, was our first sponsor, mm -hmm. and then from there, um, we're out talking to dating apps and spirits brands, and um, getting sponsorship is great because obviously we can share the content, and they, mm -hmm. then we have access to their audience. Yeah. Um, so monetizing that, and then I have my day job because I do I love that side too, mm -hmm. and then also you know a lot of this isn't new, but even like actors tend to have day jobs where they can still love the passion, but they can um, also have, have the stability. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Pay the bills. So, yeah. yeah. So for me, it, it's a lot, but I really do love both worlds. Mm -hmm. So I get my fix on tech and I have, you know, the double life in that. And then nights and weekends, I get to use my creative side and and do mailroom so mm. um yeah and we're just starting to travel more with the show so i'm interviewing men around the world and i just i think i mentioned i was just got back from tel aviv so yeah. israeli men yeah. are highly entertaining oh. and then we'll be interviewing like cowboys in wyoming and i, I want to crack the code on you know dating around the world yeah. and what that's like yeah so um so yeah, yeah. This is so cool. Like Thank I, you. I, um, I, I think this is because this can go in so many directions. You mm -hmm. start with like one interview, and then it's like all over the world, right? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe I can go in that direction too. Interview female entrepreneurs from all over the world. Yeah, like now of course. I've done Norway, Denmark, New York. What's next? You yeah, know, definitely because there's you know different. Even culturally, is so different. Yeah. So you know, understanding what the, how those people are wired, what the best practices are yeah. for you, you know, what the, what their stories are and exactly. how they're relatable and what you can learn. So I think that's an amazing template because you really do get best of all worlds when you can really learn what's going on everywhere. Exactly. Because yeah. I could, I, I think I also get a, like a, okay, New York is also a very, um, how can you say diversity? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of different cultures. Yeah. And, but you notice that New York also has this New York culture. Yes. So I get like cultural shock because it's so different from <laughs> Scandinavia. Right. Yeah. And this is so interesting for me, but yeah. Um, how do you, oh, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> I cannot stop. Um, you, you, you've built your brand. Like you have a lot of followers on Instagram mm -hmm. and stuff. How have you built this audience so fast in yeah. two and a half years? So we started early. So we started a long time ago in like testing what was, wor what works polls. Um, is it clips from shows? Is it, and, because it's different 
in the way of it's not someone on there giving dating tips. Mm -hmm. uh, my goal was to have most of the content be just men in their opinions. Mm -hmm. And um, something I loved early on in watching Sex in the City was if you go back to like episode one or two, they do, it's like when they used to look at the camera, but they have these guys like the gym rat and he's like, yeah. you know, giving his point of view. And there's, and that was like part of the inspiration because we started doing trading cards of single guys. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, there's so many of these types, right? And and to like make fun of that was a big part of it. So early on, um, we were testing different things on the account, these trading cards of men and yeah. then um, polls and clips. And so I think because it was different in the focus was men. And mm -hmm. for me, if I'm dating men, then I want to know from them. And so that I think got some really good traction because it was just different in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Now we have a mix and now we have some of the travel content and um, I, the woman on the street, my street name is Anita Mann. Anita Get it? Mann? Yeah. Ah, Get it? I thought you like Mindy Mailroom. Well, so Anita the only Man. Anita Mann. Get it? So like I need a man. But I Anita Mann. Man. I thought you meant Anita. Yes. There's a name in Norway that's called Anita. Oh, okay. I what is that? man. Yeah. yeah, because you need a man. Yes. You're single. Yes. Let's sing it out with in the, the universe. Maybe maybe there's a Norwegian guy listening <laughs> I to mean, this. I mean, I'm not opposed. Uh, also, we could do an episode there. Mm -hmm. How are Norwegian men Oh, my different? God. What are they like? Yeah, you should Fill come to Norway and Copenhagen. Like, Danish men, yes. Norwegian I'm men. I'm in for all the market research. I mean, the dating culture in Norway compared to here in New York is very different. How so? They're so, like... In Norway, you might be more chill. There's like a lot of guys don't take you out on a date. You know, there's like not no whining and dining and like what drinks. What do you do? Or, yeah, you do that. Go for a drink or go for a coffee. But yeah, a lot of guys in Norway would like go for a coffee for the first date I because like, that, like just like a vibe check. Yeah. But here in New York, people are like, let's do drinks. It's like alcohol right away. Like we need to get fucking drunk and like you know. <laughs> sorry the language. I'm sorry. No, wait. First of all, it's great language. Second of all. Yeah, because I like I'm moving there. When can I go? Because yeah, I would yeah, prefer that. Yeah. yeah. Also, here it's funny. A lot of people talk about like the um, the like free dinner. Yeah. Dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which like, if you're a hot girl and you want a free dinner and you just go out with some like older guy to get yeah. that. Yeah. Personally, I would just like my. But why would you spend your energy? Uh, exactly. Like, I would rather pay for my own dinner and sit alone than sitting with an old man that I'm not interested I in. I a thousand percent couldn't agree more. But the, a lot of people, like, they just want to go to these restaurants or they're, like, super young and maybe they 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 aren't in this a place to pay for it. the promoters here in New York. Mm -hmm. That they get free, all clubs, all drinks, all dinner. Yeah. Everything. But it's boring. Right. I think the funniest thing is that... Um, we know, like as women, I think it's comical. When I see, unless it's like people who are really in love, and that, so I don't want to discount that, but when you see like a really old guy and a younger girl, mm. and it's very obvious, and the guy mm. just still thinks that he's like the mm. man, mm. and as women, we know, like she's getting a great dinner mm. and probably other things, and the guy is actually being played, but he, his persona is like, He's thinking that he looks amazing and look, I scored this girl, but we know why she's there. You exactly. Know? And it's exactly. Like, oh, yeah. It's the opposite of a flex because yeah. in actuality, like that's, it's, you're the one that it looks. He's getting used. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that does happen and it happens, I think, everywhere in any city and is like kind of an age old thing. Mm. But 
Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I think um, I think it's great to just start and get to know someone first mm. um, before huge mm. commitments. And, but there's yeah. a lot of things. The culture in Norway is also that a lot of people meet out, meet when we are. So alcohol in Norway is super expensive, first of all. Mm. And we save up all the alcohol for drinking only on the weekends. So on the Saturday, we drink really? all our alcohol. Yeah, we never drink in the weeks. We, we only drink in the weekends. And then we go out and get shit faced and then people are in the t out in the city meeting each other girls and guys meeting each other and then they're so drunk that they end up sleeping with each other first time like and they wake up and don't remember so this can oh this can end up being like God. you sleep first super unconscious and then you you start oh this is a cool person and you start dating you after reverse, reverse so you, like, dating tested out the merchandise exactly from what you recall yeah and then yeah you're like coffee next week exactly okay and then when they can might I get ghost there you or they might ask you for this coffee oh my god it's it's seriously reversed so so here it's more cultivated that you actually wine dine before and then three days five days maybe before you sleep together it's it's crazy here in new york i think it's one or two one before you sleep i think it's i think things happen here fast mm -hmm. and yeah. i think people kind of like they want their shot mm -hmm. I, I i think depending on what you're looking for to slow play i a lot of people do that too i think that's a great strategy <laughs> but i think Just Americans in general, mm. from what I've been told, especially when I travel and you're like a target for that reason, are just easy. And in New York, it's like, oh, here's your shot. You, you, one night, it's like an audition. I'm making it sound really bad. But I do think <laughs> everything happens fast here. Yeah. And also, even for women, like I think sometimes you, you want to test out if yeah. there's um, chemistry, if there's chemistry too. So yeah. it's not always a bad thing. But in an ideal world, I do sort of like this like coffee date. Well, before the reverse mm. action, yeah. but yeah. But Norwegian guys are also very, yeah, they're nice. You should interview them. Cool. And Maybe what I can they introduce like? you to someone. Yeah, yeah, please do. I mean, for, of course, the selfless market research um, on behalf of the show, but I'm happy to meet them. On behalf <laughs> of the show. Exactly. That's what you do. And then you end up, yeah, that's how you do the jury dating. <laughs> you've, you've both interviewed old and young guys. Yes. Like, so what do you feel the differences between the ones that have lived and maybe have a wife and been married for 20, 30 years? What is, what is the difference between old men and young men can you see differences here yeah they're all confused um they're all confused still I mean, when they're 60 70 years i think there's like modern dating now is so different and i don't think people talk about this enough because it used to be when you talk to older men it used to be proximity mm -hmm. before there were dating apps it's like who lives near me or does my family know someone or they meet through friends and that's how you meet and now when i talk to guys who are getting out of relationships when they have kids or they're like, oh my God, I need to get on these apps. It was never so easy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it depends. And There's people, like an ocean of options. Yes. And people, I think, up. go in phases too of getting out of something where it's like, oh my God, I'm going to make up for lost time. And that's a phase. And then all of a sudden they miss companionship. And mm -hmm. so I find older men sometimes though, very similar to the younger guys in, in some cases of just like that, hunting mentality is mm. is still there mm. and then you have younger guys and um i think there's this fear of settling down and like have they done enough and um or or also 
if they're ready to make a big step. And a lot of them just say it's timing or clearly the right person that comes along. Mm. But I think a lot of guys, even now with masculinity, are confused about, well, I used to have to be this like <laughs> provider and now I don't know how to act. Yeah. And I'm, you know, women now like a guy that goes to therapy, yeah. but he shouldn't be too far um away from the masculine. So it's like, I think a lot of guys are confused mm. at different ages. Mm. And um, I think the the best part is just like learning together. And mm. I do think there's a sense of a lot of people not being certain if they want to settle down now. It's mm. a lot more of that. Um, but even at young ages, I'm finding some people do. So it's really across the board. Yeah. And guys of all ages, I, I think um, it's the same lesson. Like they will show up or they won't. Yeah, and exactly. everything in between is just a lot of noise. And I think as women, I, I, the show has literally helped me just make new, uh, like set new rules for myself of just, if it's easy, great. If it's not, I'm not going to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I don't mean that the whole road is easy, mm-hmm. but the making plans and the dating process, mm-hmm. if that's not like one thing I tell every guy, which is like, the simplest thing, because I know, okay, so I think I was either like a guy in a last life or if I was a guy now. You think that you were a guy in your last well, life? Well, I'm not really being totally serious, <laughs> but I just think if I was a guy, I would know how to like slay it. I would know how to either like get a girl or I would just know how to be a great guy because I know what girls like. Like the best rule of thumb, mm. the easiest thing is if you're into a girl during the date, make plans for the next one. You don't have to decide on the place or any details, but like, so are you mm. around next week? Oh, like Tuesday or Wednesday? Okay. Tuesday. Like not maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll text you just like, okay, let's do Tuesday. And then you have the next time and it's clear. Mm. It's like when the gray area comes in for me personally, I just, I don't make time for that. Mm. Um, And so I think it's a great rule for a guy and a girl. I think, I agree. I think it's a very nice thing to, like, you know that you're going to meet and it doesn't really matter if you text a lot in between. Totally. Or like, you're just like, I don't need like texting back and forth. Like, it's just me. If you call me on FaceTime, it's yeah. like, hey, are you ready for Tuesday? Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then you meet up and you just, you you know that you can rely on this person yeah. that he will show up on yes. Tuesday. Yes. And it is The smallest thing, yeah. I mean, we're not, like, these guys, we can give them some credit, but it's it's rare. Like, yeah. also, you said FaceTiming, calling a girl, like, that's a competitive advantage for sure. <laughs> um, but I think when there's gray area, yeah. like, we know. We yeah. know if you're not committing to a day and you're, like, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, you're also, like, figuring out what your other options are. Yeah, Unless exactly. it's, like, hey, I have a work dinner I'm trying to figure out. I mean, fine. Um, but truly, like, I think women are smarter than ever now. Mm. And I think it's time for a reset where we just look around a little more clearly um, and say, you know, like, what's good for us? Not yeah. we're trying to get the guy. Yeah. And that shift has been really helpful mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. the getting the wrong guy is mm-hmm. like a waste of time. There's There's also a difference, like, getting a guy, like, to figure out if you like the guy for the guy and not if you just show up with him because he likes you. Right, totally. And it's one thing, you know, like attention never hurts, but yeah. if you're with this person and you're not 
you're not seeing the potential unless it's just for a good time and that's fine too depending on what life stage you're in Mm. but I think it's um just turning it around a little bit more and seeing like what is working for you not the idea of like having a boyfriend or Mm. having someone around if you're getting too fixed on saying yourself like okay now it's august 2023 i'm gonna go out and find my boyfriend today Mm -hmm. like it's never gonna happen it's actually happening when you're least expecting it yeah and there is like i mean i I hear this from a lot of guys you you could sense it i mean you i can sense it from a guy too it's more rare that you meet a guy that's like longing to settle down right away but I think, um, you know, anyone will say like when you're in your element and you're doing what you love and, you know, that can be more of like when you look at like law of attraction, this is not my specialty. So I'm not, I don't want to go down this road too far, but basically I think you can tell when someone's desperate mm-hmm. and the, the guy or girl that wants to settle down immediately is that kind of vibe and that energy mm-hmm. versus someone that's like doing their thing, mm-hmm. open to meet someone, mm-hmm. but it's not obvious and the line of questioning isn't like you know an interrogation i totally believe in gut feeling and intuition Mm -hmm. like when you feel like something's off it's probably off Uh, yes i definitely and yeah trusting your gut now like any anyone i've met um and or dated and Mm. like you get that feeling and Mm. if you ignore it and it shows up later you're like Oh shit! You should have like knew this. Yeah, you could have yeah. saved yourself so much time and energy yeah. because, like, just listen to that gut feeling because when it's off, it's off. Yes. Anyways, talking about off, we're gonna also uh, head towards the end. Okay. Um, I also want to maybe tap into what's what's your biggest challenge? What's been your biggest challenge along the way? You talked about your breast cancer, of course, mm-hmm. but what what's been the biggest challenge in in your journey? I think just trying to balance all these things and and prioritize exactly so it's like can you do a few things well or do you need to do oh this is a golden egg yeah yeah i have an expression sorry no don't apologize i have an expression where i say what do you want to be do you want to be a deep fried smashed pretzel that is like just that sounds good right now yeah yeah with or do you want to be a thick like juicy chicken fillet what do you want to be like this chicken fillet smashed and you're like spread out with a lot of different things okay or like one in this like juicy thing in this one thing what do you want like no 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 i'm just thinking like because you're saying you're like prioritizing are you going to do all these things or this one thing Mm -hmm. continue Okay, also I'm trying, I'm getting a visual of the chicken versus the pretzel. pretzel. Not pretzel, I mean schnitzel. schnitzel. Oh, okay, okay, Not I was pretzel. like, one's protein, one's, I'm just kidding. No, 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 Pre- schnitzel, you know, the one they yes, have in Austria. Yeah, the that is like, it's like a chicken finger, but a huge one. Exactly. Flat. Yes, I love those. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you would rather so, be that one. <laughs> but wait, I'm thinking of the food. Okay, just because I'm hungry. Okay, I'm going to get back to the metaphor. I'm hungry, too. Okay, so either... <laughs> Okay, lunch after this. Okay, so basically the schnitzel is the spread out one, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Versus the chicken. Filet. Chicken, okay, which is, okay, now I get it. Okay, you which get is, it, right? yes. Because you were talking about like being, yes. prioritizing all these yes, different yes. things. I think I just, I have to be the schnitzel because otherwise if I'm only, so to be fair, you know, like the, the breast cancer thing, um, I, I think that's a big part of my story, but I don't want to make it everything. Mm-hmm. So I decided I don't want to like over identify with that piece, but I want to give back. Mm-hmm. So that's like part of it. Then 
mailroom. Um, I love it. It's my passion. Um, if I'm able to make it much bigger, it could be a book, right? Like all oh, yeah. the men I've oh, talked yeah. to, like I have a bigger vision for it, but until it's there, um, until it gets there through doing more work on it, um, then I still love the day thing, which is like a lot of the networking and the, you know, tech side that I like. So I think I'm, I'm the schnitzel for now. Um, yeah. But the schnitzel is also good. Like yeah. chicken and schnitzel is yeah. good. Yeah, and it's fried. So like, obviously that's great. <laughs> You're also American. So yeah, that's yes, true. True. Um, yeah. And that was like cool that you also tapped into what your dreams and goals and plans are now. Mm -hmm. You want to grow it bigger. You want to mm -hmm. continue. What's your dream life? Where are you in five years? Ooh, I love that. Okay. So um, I think in five years, hmm, okay. Um I think mailroom will really take off because I, I believe in it. You know, I'm living it. it. And I, I think that's going to be a big focal point. Um, I love travel. So I love the idea of, of having it out there as a travel series and really like getting into the mind of men. And, and um, so I think that's interesting. It might come with something else like a, a non-traditional dating app or I don't want to force things just to, to make them, you know, yeah, fit yeah. them if they're not a fit. But I do think that people meeting each other is broken at the moment. Mm. And so, you know, it could be something bigger. Um, and then I still see doing what I can with um, breast cancer mm. um, awareness and advocating where I can. Mm. Um, and then, you know, tech community still calls me all the time. Um, you know, I mean that like not literally, but, uh, so I don't know, maybe it sounds like I'll be doing the same things, but just on steroids. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. And then I probably will, um, I do, well, I, I'm not sure. You'll New put York steroids into the schnitzel. So yeah, exactly. Juicy just, chicken. yeah. <laughs> like Actually, that's a great idea. Spices over. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm sold. In. <laughs> nice. What's your best founder entrepreneur to, or, uh, entrepreneurship <laughs> tips for others? Who want to do the same as you or yes. go in your direction? So I would say think. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you a top three. Yeah. Okay. Top three. One. One is try anything for a year. So whether that means you're going to save up for a year and cut the cord and do it, however that looks to you, whether it's a move um, one year rule is a lot, um, more approachable than deciding on a huge commitment. So that's number one. Two, um, think in the what ifs, like what if I don't do this? Would mm -hmm. I regret it? That's good for me. Yeah. And the third, um, is just like take the first step. So let's say for a podcast, the first step, just order a microphone. Just get it in front of you and just start recording and see how it goes. It may or may not be for you, but a, a baby step in any sort of vision to me mm -hmm. is like, it's the first thing besides deciding all the things you need to do. Or for me, you get an LLC, mm. name it, mm. have a name. You can change the name, but do those first steps mm. to at least like get something off the ground. hundred percent. And then I have the fourth. When you have taken that first step, yeah. start identifying yourself as a founder, as an mm -hmm. artist, oh, like as that. a podcaster, yeah. as a dating coach. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I love that. Yeah. 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 Then you're like very committed to it. You're exactly. Yeah. And then you will attract the things that you want. Mm-hmm. So say you want to be an artist. You want to sell mm-hmm. art. Yeah. You start painting. Just take the first step. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. You go out on networking events. Yeah. Hey, I'm an artist. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was actually looking for a new painting for my living room. Can I see your work? Yeah. Sure. Come over next Tuesday. Definitely. Does I show think, up next yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Exciting, right? Yeah. yeah. Like this um like imposter syndrome, I don't I don't get that because I just jump in and I don't belong I haven't belonged in half the places I've jumped in. Mm-hmm. Like I worked for Microsoft and I did not get good grades early on and it wasn't cuz I was lazy. I just being like scrappy, I put things together, like reading and sitting down is like not my specialty. Mm. So um, I could sit back and be like, how did I ever get here? I don't belong here. I'm like, no, I definitely belong here. And then here's what I'm going to do. And so I, I, I think it's a choice to feel like you're an imposter. You know, it's like you can say, oh, you know, I, I just, I'm a painter. I just started painting. If that feels more comfortable. Mm. Um, but I think the doubting yourself and like, oh, I haven't painted my whole life and I'm not quite a painter mm. or I'm not a podcaster. But I think it's just like jumping in and, and going with it. This is all about mindset. Mm-hmm. This is about all about what you can steer your mind into. You have control of your own mind. You can say what you want to do. You can choose how you want to react yeah. to the things that's happening. Because people say that, oh, this happened to me. No. It didn't happen to you. You can choose. If something happens, you can choose to be happy or sad. I'm always choosing the happy positive. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Fuck that. Go right. on. Go on. Mm-hmm. Do it. Keep on going. Yeah. You can choose that. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So if you got... This is my last question yeah. that I always ask everyone. Sure. If you got $1 million right now, what would you do with them? Oh, okay. So I would chop it up into three parts oh yeah yeah Yeah. um i would hit the road with mailroom travel the world get all the content can i join you yes come on down (laughs) we're starting in your hometown first because in norway in copenhagen we do scandinavia perfect and then we do europe okay and then we do asia and then we do yeah um a thousand percent so let's yeah, Book we do flights. that. Yeah. Okay. That. And then um, I would give some of it to, for breast cancer awareness, I, there's, there's certain charities that give to women who already have it in places where they can't afford like healthcare and wigs and all these important things. So um, I would give to that versus like research because I feel like we've been researching for a while mm-hmm. and I think there's some advancements, but for the people that actually have it, mm-hmm. um, that makes such an impact. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing. And the third thing um, is I would just do like micro investing yeah. in different, um, you know, companies that I believe in and, mm-hmm. um, and then also like buy my family things like, um, my mom loves Barry Manilow and this is a side note. I just met someone at a networking, it was a dinner. It was a great dinner of awesome people yeah. and they own the venues where, um, Barry Manilow plays or whatever. So, um, me and my mom are going to go there, meet him. So like, Things with my family mm-hmm. that are meaningful or, you know, buy someone a car, things like that. Yeah. I think I would spread the, the wealth to people um, that Share are important it. in my life. Yeah, Share it and yeah. treat, treat people with like experiences together. I think this is kind of my, this is one of my biggest goals for this podcast that 
I wish that one day I will have this question and I will actually have a million dollars to oh, give. Oh, no question. You yeah. will. I mean, there's no... But, but, yeah. yeah. And then I will, you like, will. give it to the cause, which I think is best. It's like, yeah. I think this is this is what's going to happen. Like, I will have a foundation where I can invest in female yeah. entrepreneurs and yeah. go on, you know? And then, like, when when I'm there, the thing about, like, having wealth and having the ability to share with the people mm-hmm. you love, mm-hmm. that's, like, the biggest the biggest thing like I don't care about buying like a fancy car I just want to have that moments where you can be like my sister oh I'll fly you in don't worry totally of course come yeah treat her with the best dinner and be like you know yeah oh I know and that's because and you will I mean you can already tell you're 25 right (laughs) and you're like I mean and I think another tip and something you're already doing is just like aligning yourself with great people. That doesn't mean anyone has to be replaced. I think sometimes people think like, oh, you've outgrown your friends. Mm. Um, I have my oldest friends from third grade are still my friends. We have very different lives, Mm. Um, but we're still friends. But surrounding yourself with amazing people, you're interviewing all these women who have accomplished big things. And you're even sharing tips with them of things you've learned. And so I think, I mean, you obviously will get there, but I think also determining who you want to um, continue having relationships with Mm. um, and network with. Mm. And always ask for intros. That's one other tip I would share that Mm. I think sometimes women are apprehensive about that men are definitely not Mm. is who do you know? Like we were talking about sponsorships. Who do you know in the spirits? Okay, can you intro me? I'm going to send you a blurb. And Mm. if you don't get the intro, respond again. Hey, I know we mentioned. Yeah, because um, it's innate to men but women kind of tiptoe and this is just generalization mm. but I think um or early on in my career even I would like oh remember you said you were going to ask your cousin and then someone would say oh I haven't talked to them in a while and you know things like that that uh, um I think are second mm. nature mm. to how men do business that women just keep going pushing yeah. get out of your comfort zone yeah, exactly of asking for things and yeah. then obviously giving back when you can too yeah, and I think this comes natural maybe to us as podcast mm-hmm. hosts as well because we talk, we speak with so many people mm-hmm. and we kind of get skilled into this like, okay, you're always like, oh, who's going to be the next guest? So I always also ask my guests yeah. on the show, like, who would you recommend? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Smart. So, yeah, we'll see. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mindy. We are actually going a lot over time, Uh-oh. but I've enjoyed this conversation so much. So Thank you for being on the show. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see each other. Where can people find you if they want to check you out? Um, so Mailroom is um, on Mailroom Official, which is M-A-L-E. Important note. Get it? See Mailroom? Um, Mailroom Official. And then on um, TikTok is also the same. And then um, for the other alter egos, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and it's Mindy Kaplan. And also, please send me, if you guys have any texts that you want to be, um, that you want to have read on the show, we source texts from our listeners. And if they have any texts that they want the guys to translate, we will do that. Hey, thank you. Of course. Okay, check out Mailroom Official. And thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.